Well, get your cheek massagers ready. Not your butt cheeks, your your chin cheeks, because you're going to be smiling a lot in this episode. This is an incredible human that I am so excited to introduce you to. He is brilliant. He is hilarious. He is a kindred spirit when it comes to marketplace ministry. He's an encourager and a dreamer. And he doesn't just dream. He thinks about it. He prays about it, which is more important. And then he does it. And we need more people in the kingdom that are doers and not just dreamers. And so I'm honored to share and showcase our new friend, Mitch Matthews, who is going to inspire you, equip you, and bring you to another level of wisdom and activation. Mitch, you are a gem and a friend and someone I'm very honored to have as an encourager in my neck of the woods. (laughs) So thank you for being here. And you guys, please surely share this out and tag Mitch and tag myself and, and yeah, make friends with people in the kingdom. Know that this is not about competition. It's about community. And if you're looking for a coach, if you're looking for someone who will help just bring you to a new level, I encourage you to check out Mitch Matthews and all that he offers to the world. And maybe as a speaker, maybe as a trainer or whatever that looks like, he's, he's the real deal. Thanks, Mitch, for being here. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Oh man, I'm hyped right now. I haven't got to see my trailer in a while. Oh my (laughs) gosh, I feel like such a lazy podcaster compared to you. Oh my gosh, my heart's racing. I'm ready to go. You are amazing. (laughs) Not even a little bit. He's just called himself a lazy podcaster and he drops a podcast every day, people. (laughs) Not even possible. I am so excited to chat with you today, Mitch. I have not yet got to introduce you to my community formally other than being on your show. And we didn't even showcase the Dream Think Do podcast that I had an opportunity to be on, which was such a gift. So cool to just chat with people who are are showing up in the vibrancy of who they're made to be and having no like qualms about it, though I'm sure there's been a journey and a road to get to that place of freedom. And so we're going to unpack all the goodies and put you in the hot seat today. I can't (laughs) wait. You're awesome. It is. Just have at it. Have at it. I love it. Let's go. Let's poke and prod. We were just praying before we came on here and Mitch was like, yeah, I used to be a drug salesman. I'm like, stop, 
Don't talk about selling drugs until we get on the podcast. I need to it's know. Exactly right. It's exactly right. It's so funny because I was in pharmaceuticals for quite some time, and uh, my our son, our older son's kindergarten teacher, called us once and said, "Hey, you need to talk to Ben about what he understands about your day job." And I said, "Well, why is that?" And she said, "Well, we went around and you know I asked everybody, what's your mom do? What's your dad do?" And Ben said. My dad sells drugs out of the trunk of his car, <laughs> that is which incredible. is somewhat accurate, but also somewhat misleading. He he did like I think his social cred went up just a little bit. Like whoa, yeah. So uh, oh yes, yeah, so I did God. do that uh, for a, a number of years, and then I got promoted into a bad fit job, which wound up being one of the best gifts ever, and it changed my trajectory. And I'm so grateful for that. God is so good. He is good. Yep. And, and I think I, I process as you were doing it because we were just down in Costa Rica and we we're in a blue zone. Sure. Right yeah. Now. Oh my gosh. Through and through. Just so it's amazing. I so saw pictures. Cool. It's so incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I say that because, you know, the concept of blue zones are that they don't have pharma, they have farms. Oh, right. Right. And blue zones are amazing, right? I want to be, I want to create one. I, I don't even know if that's possible. Like I think with God's help probably, but well, on I our love, own terms, maybe I not. I love that thought, not to interrupt you, but I love no, the please. thought of blue zones. Like I think what you're doing, what I'm doing, like we create blue zones that are not geographically based, right? That's but good. more culture based or community based, right? Because it doesn't so mean we understand these things. We're not limited by geography anymore. It's more mindset. It's yeah. how we're living our lives. So I love the idea of like your whole community being the first ever virtual blue zone. Come on. I'm writing right? that That's down. So cool. It's so cool. Well, and we were processing this before we came back into what could be that hustle hard, which I know farm pharmaceutical sales is. Mm. I want to know more about this bad fit job and what that exactly right. means. But I was processing with the women saying, how do we go back into ryth with rhythms of grace? How yeah. do you go back into your life and experience yep. what you've experienced this week regularly? Why yep. does it have to be a timeout in order to do something? Why can't it all always be a time in with the Lord. Right. I love that. I think that is so important, especially on what I could see. And again, in a, not in a stalker level, but like <laughs> friendly voyeur experience of seeing some of the pictures and videos from your experience just looks so amazing. And I love your heart to say, Hey, this was a mountaintop experience, but how do we bring the mountain back to us? How do we make it so that we don't just, you know, have these isolated one-off experiences. How do we bring it back? And it's so funny because I love that thought. I actually, I've been trying to bring more Psalm 23 into my life and not have it be like, almost like we're talking about with the blue zones, not have it be geography based, but yeah. have it be wherever I'm at. So we went, my wife and I went to an outlet mall this weekend, right? Yeah. And I literally like hustle and bustle. I'm an introvert. Not I've learned to do extroverted things, but I'm an introvert. <laughs> and so I'm like, I was just feeling kind of amped and somewhat depleted by being surrounded by so many people on my day off, that kind of stuff. And I was like, wait, I can experience Psalm 23 right here. Mm -hmm. God's pursuing me. So I went and found a really nice chair in this, you know, kind of outlet mall area, common area. And I just let the sun shine down on me. And I'm like, whoa. Psalm 23 in an outlet mall, Lord, you are not limited by anything. This is incredible. So I'm, I'm with you. Like, how do we bring the mountain to yeah. us as opposed to having to go far off for a mountain? 
experience. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Mountain experiences are fantastic, but how do we do that more and more? I love that that was a goal for you after yeah. a life-changing retreat like you guys had. Yeah. And, and I want like people who are even listening now to be able to experience that because it's hard for somebody to put their feet in those places if they didn't experience it. Right. And so what does that mean? How does transformation exist now? You know, we're in the midst of what some of the country is experiencing as a revival, right. In Asbury. I mean, it is possible and it's happening in the most unexpected places, right? Like a tiny little university, no smoke and mirrors. Talk to me about how there's been moments like that. I know in your life where it hasn't been fantastical. You talked about this bad fit job that ended up being exactly what God wanted you to do. Yeah. It was a catalyst, right? So, I mean, that was, that was kind of the beauty of it was that, and, and, I, I try to infuse prayer, let prayer be the thing that drives me, you know, my relationship, my connection with God. But prayer is that like ongoing conversation, right? And yeah. uh, I try to use that throughout my life and my business and my family, uh, just throughout, let it, let it direct me, guide me, all of those things, right? And um, uh, so it's, it's amazing when it happens. But I know for me, uh, for my pharmaceutical experience, I went into that industry. It it had been a goal. It was kind of like, I was like, all right, we were living in Montana at the time when I first started in that industry. And uh, so I wound up getting a position that was an incredible position overseeing a territory. I said, I've got the the upper half of the Louisiana purchase. I had Montana, Idaho, Wyoming. So like my, my territory was literally God's country. Like I literally, one time I was driving once, I'll never forget it. I'm not too embarrassed to say I was playing Enya. I was driving (laughs) through this mountain pass. I look out and there's an Eagle flying alongside me. I'm like, how does it get better than this? I'm getting paid to do this. This is insane. Uh, but later on, I started to get the nudge that I was called to do something different, right? Mm-hmm. I was called to build. I didn't even fully understand it, but I was, I was starting to get an essence of what I have now, the kind of business that I have now. But I was in a pretty comfy situation, you know, yeah. good job, company car, provided everything, benefits galore, the whole deal, right? Plus, we were living a sitcom life, which was a single income, two children, oppressive mortgage. <laughs> so like, I couldn't just quit and, and just follow my dreams and that kind of thing. Uh, but I got promoted into what, what I thought was going to be a good fit, and it wound up being a bad fit. And at the time, I was kind of mad at God because I felt like I felt directed to this position. I thought you were telling me to go for it. And almost immediately I knew it was not what I was called to do. It was a real wake up call. It was kind of just a number of things that made it a bad fit. And I was, I was kind of grumpy with God. I think it was that teenage rebellious (laughs) spirit. Like you did this to me, you big grumpy mean God. Uh, But I look back and go, whoa, one it was a position that taught me some things that I still needed to learn, but more importantly, it was a position that was not going to allow me to get comfortable. Like it was one of those things. It was a catalytic thing. It was a little bit, not to, not to say that I'm with Joseph, but when I look at Joseph's story, you know, the highs and the lows, God prepared him in the lows for that next high. And that definitely was the situation for me. So it really allowed me to wake up and say, what do I really want? It allowed me to go and get additional training that I needed. It allowed me to start building something on the side, which, 
did not go well initially, but I started coaching and speaking on the side and that started to get traction and it took off. And uh, that was back in 2002. So we've been doing it for 20 years. And I know that God had his hand, even at, like, I don't believe that God causes pain. I don't believe that God right. causes disease, but he certainly can work through tough situations to prepare us for what we need and where we're needed. Right. So Absolutely. I love that. So yeah, so that, that's a part of the bad fit job scenario, but God has done wild and amazing things ever since, uh, you know, to help us to get to where we need to go. Well, yeah. And I, I, I guess my curiosity that stems from that, because there's a lot of transitions and experiences that happen in the midst of that. Um, and even just hearing from the Lord, I think people get confused on what that is and we can make it our desire of our heart and our will to step into something, even though we feel like we heard from the Lord. And so there's like friction, obviously we're in the flesh and in the spirit, especially when the Holy Spirit dwells with us. So how do you hear from God? Even now you mentioned all the prayer in which you stay in that rhythm of prayer with the Lord. How do you feel like you decipher, determine who and what is God versus who and what is Mitch? Yeah. Yeah. At both end, right? Like where oh, yes. he putting desires on my heart and when I'm hearing from him, all that stuff. So oh, yeah. for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I am an introvert who's learned yeah. to do introverted things. Uh, and so I need my introverted time just being with God, right? Like yeah. just being with Papa, doing yeah. my thing. And sometimes that means sitting on the couch or sitting on my desk uh, and just really diving into the word, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Sometimes that means I've got a big dog. Uh, and so we walk every day. He needs a walk. I need a walk. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, some of the best times are, you know, hearing God in, in motion, right. In movement, uh, those kinds of things. So a big part of it is creating space mm-hmm. and it's not always perfect, right? I would love to say that every day I, you know, achieve tranquil <laughs> and just peaceful, you know, all this stuff. It's not every day, right? Like I do make time for it. I make space for it every day, but it's not always, it doesn't always feel perfect, but God can move in two yeah. minutes or 20 minutes or two hours, all of those things. So first off, it's, it's trying to make space uh, in a realistic way on a, you know, a regular basis, but then it's also surrounding yourself with a few people where you can check those nudges, right? Because sometimes it is, you are hearing a download from God yeah. and it's go time. Sometimes it was last night's burrito where you're like, <laughs> ah, you know, so like it is, it's always important to have some people yeah. to be able to say, Hey, I'm getting this as a nudge. What do you think? And those, yeah. those people need to be people who are for you, right? Yeah. People who, uh, you know, also get into the word because I always say that God's not going to ask us to do something that violates, right? What his yeah. spirit, um, the things he teaches us from scripture, right? His spirit, but he can call us to do some pretty wild, amazing things. And then yeah. sometimes he calls us to sit or sometimes he calls us to rest or, you know, that can be some of the most radical things sometimes is just to say, Hey, I don't want you to do anything. Right. Yes. So I think, you know, it's so important to, you know, make time, get into the word, because that's also a good way to double check and make sure a nudge might actually be from God is to go, wait, has he done something like this before? He's not restricted to doing it exactly the way he's done it before, but has he done something like this? Is there, are there stories? Are there examples of people that have done something like this, but then to have uh, you know, a, a group of people, or at least one other person, you can run these things past, so you're not in isolation in this. So, those are some things that I found that that 
you know, make a difference because I really believe like you and I, I believe are in the biggest mission field on the planet. Like my brother Mm -hmm. is a missionary in Sydney, Australia, doing some incredible work there. And I love it. Like he is legitimately, that is his day job. And I see what I'm doing. I see what you're doing as being a missionary in the biggest mission field on the planet, which is the marketplace, right? Like we're not, again, it's one more example of something where we're not limited to a geography. And I think that is one of the biggest and most amazing opportunities uh, because of the era that we live in, the season that we live in. So, yeah. I completely agree. And one of the things that you you do on a regular basis in this process is associated to your podcast. Mm. And it's the the one that you've more recently launched yeah. and it's encouraging the encouragers and yeah. That's a part of of getting that insight, getting that wisdom from other people. And so sometimes I think people don't feel like they have a safe place. They don't have, when you talk about the Jim Rohn quote, the some of the five people right. you're associated with, they're like, I'm not, I shouldn't be with these people. And they yeah. don't know where to run. They're in that transition season or they don't have wisdom associated to marketplace ministry or business. Yep. And so you're giving them this outlet with the Encouraging Their Encouragers podcast. Tell us more about why this, because it yeah. feels like... It feels pretty cumbersome, actually. When you shared it with me the first time, I was like, "Whoa, that's a that's a yes to God right there. That's right. obedience right there." Well, and so, yeah. talk to me about that. Yes. So that one that was fun because that's probably one of the the major moves of God that when He first dropped it on me, I I almost did the shake off. Yeah. Right. Like I was never a pitcher, but I understand the relationship between the pitcher and the catcher (laughs) catcher, you know, says, Hey, this is what the next pitch should be. And if a pitcher shakes him off, like, it's like, Oh, right. Um, so a little backstory, encouraging the encouragers, um, back in 2019, um, I was doing a lot of speaking about 80% of our business revenue was from speaking and I loved it. And we were doing events all around the country. It's fantastic. I was traveling a ton, that kind of thing. But I was starting to get weary and I prayed about it. I was like, Lord, you know, I'm getting dry. Um, like not a lot of people could see it, but I could feel it. Like the foundation was, I could see some cracks in the foundation and, and, yeah. uh, somebody had given me a word that summer that you're going to hear from God in the mountains. Now, I live in in Iowa now, right? So not a lot of mountains around. So when somebody gives me a word like that, I'm I'm <laughs> ears up. Like, when am I going to the mountains? Yes, yes, please. I love the mountains, right? I get five bars of service in the mountains with when I'm praying with God and all that That's stuff, right? Awesome. So I'm like, I love that. But when I got that word, I didn't have anything scheduled for the mountains. Uh, but sure enough, uh, an uh, an event came in where I was going to speak in Oregon. And, um, so what I did was I made arrangements to speak, but then they didn't know it, but I wound up sticking around for two days afterwards. I was staying in an Airbnb. I did the event, you know, said goodbye to everybody. Everybody assumed I was going right to the airport, but I went back to my Airbnb and then I just found ways to get up into the mountains and, uh, do some hiking and things like that. There's a fun story of how I found this actual trail. I, uh, there, God literally dropped an angel, uh, and, and who worked at a goodwill of all places to get me to a trail that I could never have found on my own. So much fun. It's kind of a funny story, all of that stuff, but we won't go there. But I, I wind up, on one particular day, uh, I, I get to this trail and God just kind of nudges me. He's like, I want you to experience Psalm 23. And I was like, okay, 
I, you know, I, I'm in. I, I want to feel what that would feel like because I'm a recovering worrier. I don't know about you, Tamara, but I'm like, I know worry. Uh, I, like I would worry myself sick as a little kid, um, and, like missing weeks of school and I had health wow. problems and all that kind of stuff, wow. right? Yeah. So like I know worry. So yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things of to know rest, like David was talking about in Psalm 23. I'm just like, I would love to know that kind of rest. I would love to know that kind of trust. So show me, Lord. So I wound up going on this hike uh, and and literally he took me along uh, cool waters. He, this this trail took me along this this river that was absolutely breathtaking and gorgeous. And it was it was not a well-traveled trail, um, but I found myself taking a nap by this river and, and just having this experience and continuing to walk and, um, just having this just one-on-one with God on where he was guiding me and all of those things. And I finally come out, this, this trail led me to this just lake, this crystal clear, beautiful lake. I mean, it was truly like one of those Hallmark movie moments where you're like, come on, does this really happen? Like, come on. Uh, but I, I wind up coming out of this trail. There was a, literally a big rock I could sit on and I sit down and I'm like, God, this is, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. I was like, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to know for this next season? And, and I heard him, uh, you know, I don't always hear like voice of the Lord, but this was just clear to me. Encourage my encouragers. And I was like, whoo. I like that. I don't even know what that means, but I like that <laughs> phrase a lot. Like, what t- can I have more? Like, what does that mean? And sometimes after you ask, can I have more? Or what do you mean by that? Sometimes like what you get, you want to retract the question. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah. didn't really, you know, because what I heard next was stop mm. selling speaking mm. and start encouraging my encouragers. Mm. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, I love you. And this is awesome. Beautiful lake, gorgeous hike, stunning day. But selling my speaking, like, do I need to remind you that that's 80% of our revenue? Like, right, I right. One person that's literally, that's her job is to navigate my speaking, planning, wow. all those things, right? Like, ah. And so literally I said, well, what about Lindsay? That was my team member that oversaw speaking. And he said, I have good plans for Lindsay. You need to talk to her about what's on her heart. And I'm like, okay. And he said, stop selling speaking today. I'm like, okay. And then he started to hit me with how would I encourage the encouragers? Now we've done coach training uh, for, well, since 2008 and, and we took it online in 2011. So we've helped thousands of coaches, but I could really feel this was different. This was next level stuff. So I walk, you know, this hike back and I start like just continuing to hear uh, of what it's going to be. And it starts in my spirit of this doesn't make any sense, but we're going to do it. So I checked with my wife first because that's always, I married up. So I, <laughs> it's one of those where she knows, Love when, that. she hears from God yeah. at amazing levels, but she knows when I hear and she feels it in her spirit mm-hmm. too. She's just like, yep, do it. God will figure it out. If he's, that's, if that's what he's telling us to do, that's what, that's what we'll do. So I get back to the Airbnb. I text Lindsay, my employee that's in charge of selling my speaking. And I say, Hey, I just got something wild in the mountains. Do you have a second to talk? She's like, that's amazing. I do. Can we talk right now? And I said, yes. 
So I, we get on the horn and I said, Hey, um, I got something amazing in the mountains in prayer. I want to tell you about it, but I also got the nudge. I'm supposed to ask you, is there something you're wanting to do? And she's like, Oh my gosh. Well, I didn't know how to say it, but I have actually been wanting to ask you if it's okay, if I go halftime and start doing what I do for you, for other people, because I want to build a business. I was like, that's amazing, right? Like, absolutely. And so I started to explain to her that we're going to stop selling speaking, that we're going to start ramping up some of the things we're going to do in the virtual and digital space, ramping up our training, all of those things. Now, what's wild about that is we did. We started that day making switches. We stopped selling speaking. We started to ramp up all that we were doing to support coaches, all of those things. Now, what's crazy about that, Tamara, and this is this is so wild, like it still just makes me scratch my head, is fast forward. We had sold a bunch of speaking, right? Because you know, you sell speaking and sometimes it's three months, five months, six months, a year ahead, right? The last event that we had sold, I'm driving home from that event in the spring of 2020. I'm talking with the event coordinator of that event on my way home. And she's like, one, that was absolutely the best event we've ever had. I said, absolutely. It was so amazing. She's like, two, we would like, if we had the event today, we wouldn't have been able to do it because now we know what came in the spring of 2020. Right. I had no idea. God knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And what we all, then had about five, six months to pivot our business, which looked like sheer insanity to just about anybody else that I was talking to about what we were doing, right? But God saved us and put us on this new trajectory. And we've been encouraging the encouragers in different ways ever since. And so we just launched this podcast because that's, that's the next initiative. That's the next wave of these endeavors with, you know, what God's been directing us to do. And it's been absolutely amazing. It's so so rich and so necessary for people to realize like one, the connection to obedience and like the timeliness of God's word, right? It's not just like a, maybe someday you should, maybe someday you can, maybe it's not, really a suggestion. Right. <laughs> it's really right. a command. Yeah, exactly. Command. And, and he's a good, good father. Good. Exactly. Right. He's, he's a good, good father. Like, and I don't know about you, but a lot of time I've thought, oh, he's a grumpy, grumpy father. Or <laughs> yeah. he's a father who doesn't really like me all that much. But right. like, he is actually a father who adores you. Like everybody yeah. that's watching this or listening to this, yeah. he loves you so much and loves to talk with you. Yeah. Whether you're bitching and moaning, which yeah. I do, like if you read half the Psalms, David and all the guys, totally. we're a lo- there's a lot of bitching and moaning in there, right? He's okay with that. He's a big yeah. enough father to yeah. go, yeah, you're adorable. You're right. adorable when you're mad. <laughs> Talk to me about that. You know, all of that, right? Yeah. But it's that whole thing of like, he is also a God that's got every solution we need. Yeah. Sometimes he's going to give it to us when we need it. Other times he's going to encourage us. In the seasons where we don't have it yet, because something else needs to line up all of those yeah. things. But it's amazing that we are a part of his solution for this crazy, crazy world and these wild, wild humans, right? Like it's we're so cool. a huge part of his solution, especially as encouragers. Like right. you are doing such incredible work, Tamara. Like you are changing lives. You are helping people be more of who God, God created them to be and they need People like you, people that are listening, right? Like they need your unique voice to inspire them, encourage them, 
in the day to day. And yeah. so, yeah, it's so Thank cool. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And I do, I think sometimes when I process like my business plan, right. And I, yeah. I've, had so many businesses over the course of the last two or what is it? Not two yet decades, but I think about like the business plan and the business model is so different than what I ever imagined that it would be. Right. And honestly, the more I follow the will of God associated to it, the more simple it becomes and the more abstract it becomes to the point where I'm like, I actually don't know what I'm doing half the time. (laughs) Right. And that's okay. It's one of those things where I'm probably going to murder this quote, but Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was an incredible, uh, you know, commander over our armed forces during World War II, he would say that planning is essential while most plans don't ever come to pass, right? It's the process of planning. And that's what I've found when we talk with God, sometimes he will like put like a strategy on our heart or we'll go and learn a tactic or, you know, whatever, a sequence of activities, that kind of stuff. We'll go learn those things and it will be a part of what we need. But sometimes God's going to use it the way we thought right? And sometimes it's going to use it in an entirely different way. It's that whole thing of, you know, focusing on our part, doing our part, but also being open for God to do some amazing things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've got some news for you. We don't just come together to talk at one another. We also worship alongside one another. And our brother Jay, who is a part of this incredible movement, is also a vocal artist. And he's dropping a new song, or it's dropped by now. It's called Glory by Revival Music Co. And Jay is the lead singer, the vocalist, the one of the authors of the song. And when I asked him about it, he said the intention was to purify and declare a space for the Lord to move. And that's ultimately what the heart of the Founder Collective is. It's to create spaces, especially for founders who are doing the Lord's work every single day and founded in Him. And there's this like dichotomy of being in the world and of the world every single minute of every single day. And when you get a part of this song, when you're immersed in it and you recognize the holy ground in which we stand and the holy ground in which the Lord wants to have an encounter, a supernatural encounter with you, it changes everything that you do and how you see the world and what your message is and how you're on mission every single day. So all of that to say, you've got to come to FounderCon because you get to experience Jay worshiping alongside you and just the sound of heaven that resonates in these conferences are incredible. But more so today, right now, download the glory song by Revival Music Company by Jay Stallings, Joseph Stallings. It's going to blow your mind, maybe wreck you a little bit. So be in a heart set to receive and a heart set to just thank the Lord, glorify him. Glory, glory, glory to the Lord God Almighty. All right, y'all, back to the show. And I think when you associate it to worry, which is often with the speed in which we can exist, with the circumstances in which we can exist, with the society and cultural scenarios like COVID, like, well, we could enter so many things even since COVID that have transpired. <laughs> the list, right? Exactly. Crazy. Yeah. But we can get in that state of worry being our, our reset, worry being the preset and the reset of like, right. where you just keep going back keep going back to worry. And what are some ways in which you have released that, whether from your childhood and moving into it, but this unknown territory in which we often exist, knowing God and being known by God for sure, but not understanding exactly what we're supposed to be doing day to day, minute by minute here. 
Uh, love this. We got four hours. Is that like, we're going to be like, ask <laughs> Barry. You're like, this thing was supposed to be an hour. It's going to go four days. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> we got a revival. Thing, Let's go. Yeah, right. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> so one thing is if, if, if somebody that's listening or watching is a worrier or they know worriers, right? First and foremost, what's important to remember is we're in good company, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I love Joshua. Like that story in the old Testament, I mean, buried in numbers where he and Caleb stand up against 10 scouts saying we can't take the promised land. Caleb mostly and Joshua quietly are saying, heck yeah, we can. God says it's ours. Let's go take it. Right. And you, you know, you wait a few years. Joshua is tasked with running the whole show, right? Leading the Israelites into the promised land that God created. And if you look at Joshua one, right. God tells Joshua three different times, be bold and courageous for I'm with you wherever you go. Now you don't tell somebody that's already bold and courageous to be bold and courageous. (laughs) That's good. Which means Joshua was not bold and courageous. I like to think that Joshua was worrying a little or a lot Mm -hmm. and God's saying, Hey kiddo, Hey, I got you. Be bold and courageous. Walk this thing out because I'm walking with you. And it, it's that I'm with you every step of the way. So keep, keep your eyes on me. I got you. Right. So I, I, you know, and you look at the disciples, I mean, crime and he sakes alive, like those guys, what freak shows. I love them. Oh, like, oh, I, mean, yeah. I do think that God selected them because, oh, we need that kind of screwed up. We need that example yep. of screwed up. We yep, need that yep. kind of case study of screwed up. We can all see ourselves right? Pick your disciples. Are you a doubter? Are you a go-getter that makes tons of mistakes? Are you somebody yep. that puts your foot in your mouth? All that stuff. Like, pick a disciple. We got examples, yes. right? And it's that whole thing of, so know that just because you are having fear does not mean that you are disqualified, right? Good. God yeah. works through us. And God actually designed our brains to have a little bit of fear. I mean, there is literally a part of our brains about, you know, an almond size part of our brain, the megdala, that is something that keeps us aware of things that we should be afraid of, right? Saber-toothed tigers, dark alleys, all of those things. I just think that part of it, especially if we are worriers, we have built that muscle up. So it's hypersensitive. Mm. So it's, it's so funny mm. to, you know, think about that. Like when I am tempted to worry, I will often say, Ooh, I'm really tempted to worry about that. Right. Mm. Because even that kind of allows me to catch it before it fully hits me. I'm a, it's a little bit of like, do you remember dodgeball? I bet you're like, you're oh, an yeah. so you oh my gosh. love dodgeball. Did you love I dodgeball? I do, but I definitely got hit in the nose a couple times. <laughs> like by the cool kid, like the jock that's just trying to show off. And I'm exactly. just like, really? I'm the cheerleader. I get hit in the Come nose. On. It's yeah. like perfect case scenario. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's like that kid, Chad, who in fourth grade already had <laughs> tattoos and muscles. Yeah. And like, like, you know, the mustache, the whole thing, right? Like oh, dodgeball is a little bit like, like the temptation to worry. Like we cannot yeah. control what gets thrown at us. Good. All we can do is catch it and say, yeah. huh, what am I going to do with this? Right? The enemy's going to throw. Like the, legitimately, you know, like before we were getting on, my computer out of the blue started to have issues. My internet out of the blue started to have issues. And I'm like, come on, the enemy's a punk. Lord, take care of it. This is nuts, right? Something gets thrown at us to be able to say, okay, 
I, I love my my wife is uh, she heads up the prayer ministry at our church, and one of her favorite prayers to teach people is a two word prayer, and it is to breathe in and say Jesus, breathe out and say help, Jesus, oh, help. That's good. right. How awesome is that? So it's that old thing of going whoop, whoa. I caught something. I saw a headline or I got that email yep. from that one client that just yep. pings you or that whole thing of some prediction of some calamity or whatever to go whoop. All right. That is a temptation. Like that is, I am tempted to worry about that. Lord, is there anything you want me to know about it? Is there anything you want me to do about it? If I can, let me to do my part, right? If I can't, then let me, help me to let it go. Just help me to let it go. Um, and so it's, it's truly one of those things that has made a difference for me of, of just being able to go, whoa, do I really want worry to be my habit? Yeah. Do I really want worry to be yeah. my default or do I want to say, all right, I'm aware that some things I'm tempted to worry about are things I need to pay attention to. Like there might be shifts in our industry or there may be things that are happening that by seeing them and my heart racing, it's like, oh. I am tempted to be afraid, but maybe there's an opportunity in that. But if I can stay out of fear and look more towards, you know, with an eye of love or an eye of, all right, Lord, you're the ultimate strategist. Where's the opportunity? Is there an opportunity in that? It can make all the difference in the world. I, I yeah. do have a fun story. Do we still have time? Can I share? Yeah, a fun please. Story? I'm right. so excited. Yeah. So this, so this is one that it's, it's <laughs> kind of funny because um, there's, there's a story uh, from the Olympics that I absolutely love, but I think it helps to illustrate this so well. So there's, there's a story of uh, an athlete in the mid-60s who went out for uh, the high jump. His last name is Fosbury. Probably heard about him, right? But when he first went out for the high jump in Oregon in the mid-60s, everybody said, you got to go for the high jump. Right. Yeah. He went out for track and they said, you know, you've got, uh, you're, you're about six, three, uh, you weigh about 110 pounds soaking wet. You're a high jumper. And that was because you had to be super tall and super slight at the time because you either, you probably know this went over the bar, either like a high kick scissor kick yep. or a barrel roll. Yep. The whole idea was that you needed to land on your feet on the other side of that bar yep. because of what you dropped into. You dropped into a pile of sawdust. Hello, right? But then somebody changed something somewhere along the way. I don't know whether it was a nervous parent or uh, a <laughs> protective coach a or an aggressive lawyer, right? And all of a sudden, they, they made a change. And Richard Fosbury, this tall, skinny athlete, started to change. He started to adapt his style and he started to go over the bar backwards. Now it's funny because if you read in his autobiography, his coaches actually said, Rich, stop doing that. You're embarrassing the team. You look like you're having a seizure in the air. <laughs> like literally that's what they told him, but he went on to win state in high school, went on to win nationals in college and won a, a, a seat on the Olympic team for the U S for Mexico city in 68. He literally is the only high jumper to go out. He, he goes over the bar backwards, uh, you know, in Mexico City, stadium full of people, stunned silence. They don't know how to take it, right? Like he has done something nobody else is doing ever. Um, and all of a sudden they erupt in this universal, ole! Like they just love it. They start getting behind him. 
he not only takes gold, he sets a new world record. And now they call it the Fosbury flop, right? Like they have named the move after Fosbury and nobody has won gold. Nobody has broken a record in any way using any other strategy in the Fosbury flop. Now, what I love about that is I have not been able to interview Fosbury, but I was able to interview one of his peers, uh, somebody who almost made the Olympic team. And I went and I interviewed him. Uh, he was a, a coach and uh, I got to interview him right before practice. And he agreed to meet with me. Literally, it was under a shade tree. It was so funny. We were just having this conversation. And I had a ton of questions that I had for him, but I really only had one. So I was asking him about what it was like you know, to, to try out for the Olympic team. What was it like to be a high jumper at that time? But the question that I wanted to ask him, I asked it. And his response shocked me. And I think it shocked him too, because he, it was just a nanosecond kind of response. I asked him, what did you think of the mat? Cause that's what had changed. They decided to use mats instead of that pile of sawdust. So I asked him, what'd you think of the mat? The first time you saw it and in a nanosecond, he said, Oh, I hated that mat. And I think I'm a terrible poker player. So like, I was like, uh, like he, he saw the shock and, yeah. and I said, why? And he goes, I literally thought, great. Now everybody can do the high jump. Wow. Right. And I didn't get it at that time. But when I was walking to my truck after this interview, God dropped on my spirit. I wonder how many times you've missed an opportunity because you were first offended mm. by the mat, right? Like, oh, so mm. now, like I ask myself all the time, if I see something yeah. that initially scares me or offends me mm. or frustrates me, I try to, you know, I give myself a couple of breaths, right? Yep. But then I come back around and say, is there a mat in there? Is there an opportunity okay. in there, right? And what that does is that allows us to start looking around and be curious with God's help to be able to say, oh, maybe there is in fact something exciting. Maybe there is something that is scaring most everybody, but just a few people can see it from a different way and see the possibility uh, and opportunity galore. It's, it's a little bit like, you know, with coaches and speakers right now, it, it's so interesting. There are a lot of people who are thinking about coaching, but you see the headlines, you see your scroll, yeah. whatever. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much going Everyone, on. Or there's so yeah. much competition. There's like, yeah. yeah, there is. But at the same time, there's never been more people trying to figure out life yeah. than right now. Completely. Right? There's never yeah. been more need than yeah. right now. But I also say in some ways, like as a coach, as a speaker, your biggest competitor are not other coaches and speakers. The biggest competitor yeah. is the couch. It's mm -hmm. it's the comfy life. It's yeah. the thing they, the, it's the whoopee that they know they shouldn't hold on to, but they do, right? Like it was my pharmaceutical job. God had yeah, to get me sure. into a, a place that was uncomfortable yeah. so that I would wake up and say, all right, what really is next? I can't right. stay here. So what is next? And so that's what I always say is like, there are opportunities galore. We yeah. just need to really manage how we're looking at them. My goodness. I have like so many things to say. I have to say, <laughs> as you were talking the first time and you said the word, Warrior, I immediately mm. thought warrior, and the play on words, and the the fact that, that it's just so such a short shift yep. that puts us into defense rather than right. offense. Yep, which is so powerful. So good. 
And then the I think other that's thing, prophetic, my friend. Well, hey, you said it. I just received it. I was like, oh, that was good. And then the second thing that I heard when you were just talking about the element of the mat and the, the element of curiosity associated to that is that when we are offended, we are usually angry or we're in a place of friction. Yep. And I just recently learned through Exodus when God was talking about himself to Moses for the first time, revealing his character. Yep. He talked about himself being slow to anger. Yeah. And I found out through a book by John Mark Comer, who is a mm. brilliant writer. Amazing. I want to interview him. Oh He's my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Woo! He shared about the fact that the original Hebrew language to slow to anger is actually long nostrils. And it allows you to do what, right? If slow to anger, long nostrils, breathe. And God's name is Yahweh, which ultimately is associated to inhale and exhale. Mm. And I Mm. thought associated Mm. to worry, associated to anger, associated to offense, associated to all these things that we can do even in the pace in which we can live is if we just breathe a little better. Yeah. If we just like, we need some, we need some nasal nose strips and we all need to listen. It's a spiritual nasal nose strips. That's right. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And well, I mean, isn't it amazing though? Like I feel like science is finally catching up with God, right? Like, like I, I I truly believe that there's, there's the war between science and God is totally made up. Like God's kind of like, it's okay. I created all of it. You know, some of it you're going to get right away. Some of it you might not get for a while, but like how literally the brain is designed or how our lungs are designed or how our Mm. stomach is designed. Mm. There are certain things. I am sure some of the activities that you did in Costa Rica, right? Activities that, are actually like a physical experience is something that you were doing through breathing or Mm -hmm. you were doing through silence, right? What you were doing is you were tapping into the bodies that God created us right in that we live in all this stuff to be able to go, Oh, whoa. If we understand those things, we actually can hear better. Right. Somewhere. And, and so I, I really do, I, th- I think it's interesting. You know, the enemy is a punk, yes, but he's he really is. good at what he does and yes. he doesn't want us to have this revelation. So I think there's yeah. certain things, certain topics where he's like, Ooh, if I can just put a little bit of, you know, uh, whatever bad juju on that, or make people yep. think, Oh, that we can't talk about these things. Yep. Like, uh, then I can keep them out of this whole toolbox that they have yeah. at their disposal. Right. And I think what so we're doing true. is we're starting to catch up and say, oh, wait, like if we understand how breath can actually, you know, increase serotonin Come and on. a sense of dopamine, yep. it's like that actually changes our bodies at a deep level so that we can actually rest and mm-hmm. hear from him better, right? Like how freaking awesome so is good. that? And so, so simple. It goes back to what we were talking right. about from our business plan process. Like it doesn't have to be so magnificently complex. Uh-uh. And he, God does that work for us, right? Yep. In the way that we can't comprehend. And we just get to say yes and amen in the process. Yep. Yep. If we're willing to release what we think as control and that that's the worry. If we're willing to release the war, the worry, yep. he will war on our behalf. I love it. So true. Can I tell another fun, fun Please, story to back I love that your up? Story. Okay, You're so right. good at storytelling. So this is this is kind of fun because I love to brag on God because I I think for me when I first started the the business journey, 
Um, I was, I wasn't necessarily a new Christian, but I was definitely new to prayer. Okay. And so I think when I look back, I, it, it's, it's almost comical, but I, when I look back, I wouldn't have told you this out loud, but at a subconscious level, I think I was starting to get good with the idea that God would work miracles, like that God could heal someone. We'd seen God work healing in my life, in my wife's story. Um, I, I'd seen God pull off all sorts of miracles of healing in hospitals and yeah. different, uh, all that stuff. So I felt like, you know, God's good with miracles in the hospital, but I almost felt like there was a line in the business world where God would walk up to that line and go, oh, sorry, boys, I don't mm-hmm. work over there. Like, but, mm-hmm. but God's like, no, I work everywhere. Like I want to, yeah. I want to work everywhere. So um, I, I, I tell you this from the standpoint that Later on in our business, we started to hold these events that uh, we called Big Dream Gatherings. There's a fun story behind all of that. Um, but, uh, you know, a few years into doing that, um, we had kind of hit a little, like, I, I started to feel stuck. I started to feel like there wasn't real breakthrough and I wasn't necessarily hearing from God on what was next. I knew my part. We were supposed to bring excellence. We were supposed to allow for an incredible experience for anybody who attended these events, but I felt kind of stuck. And out of the blue, I get an email from somebody, uh, an old friend uh, who had been really helpful in our past, all of those things. And he was working at a small uh, private college and he said, Hey, Mitch, I just moved over to this private college. Could I do, could you come and do a big dream gathering for us? He's like, I don't have much of a budget. Uh, and it's it just, is there any way you could do it? He's like, I don't like to ask for personal favors. I feel like, you know, just, I want to, you know, I just, I just need to ask you for help. And I'll tell you what, when I first got it, I was a little offended. You know what I mean? Oh, like when somebody's oh, like, can I get your absolute best stuff? But could I get it for a reduced rate? Because we're I friends, pick your right? brain like, for just 17 I'm, hours exactly straight. Right, it's no exactly big deal. Right. Like, right. I'm like, God, look at this. I feel <laughs> stuck. And this guy's asking me for free stuff. Like, what the crap? <laughs> so, like, there, there are times where God has definitely called me to have solid boundaries, especially on our pricing, right? Absolutely. Like we're, sure. we're not a charity. It's not a nonprofit. Absolutely. Even nonprofits yep. should hold true to their yes. pricing, all those yes. things. But I also believe that there are times where God might call us to violate a policy like that. So instead of just immediately staying in that offense, I took some breaths and said, all right, Lord, what do you say? And God yeah. said, absolutely do it. Yeah. Do it. And do it like he paid your top rate. Like give him the moon. I'm like, mm, but I want to give him the moon, but okay. All right. If you say so, all right. So here's what's wild. Okay. So we do this. It winds up being a joy. But in the midst of that, right? Uh, we're, we're getting set and he says, Hey, have you ever heard of American family insurance? Okay. Now American family insurance is an insurance company. That's it's a $2 billion plus insurance company that I think they're in 19 States, all of that. Uh, and I said, yeah, I've heard of them cause they oversee Iowa where I live. So I've seen some of their ads. He goes, well, their ads are, you know, dream big and, you know, go get your dreams and we'll insure them. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's good. I like it. That's great. He goes, well, one of our students, their dad is an agent. And she asked if she could tell her dad about the event. And I'm like, well, sure. That's fine. Right. And the dad then emails and says, Hey, this is so cool. I'm going to send this up to corporate. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty optimistic 
but I'm also a little grounded and pessimistic. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, like, sure, I've absolutely. heard things like that before. <laughs> you never know all of that stuff. Now, all that to be said, that agent sent an email to corporate. Now, I think literally on any other day, had that email gone to a different person, yeah, it probably would have sat there and either gone to the immediate delete or in that folder. It's like, oh, I'm going to check that out someday and then never gets read. But it wound up getting to the desk of somebody who had just come over, brand new role in the marketing department, literally their first day, trying to make their mark, looking wow. for the thing that would help them do it at a, at the next level. Wow. He saw this and was like, I love this. Went to his VP, said, hey, this is really cool. We just heard about this from the agent. Could I go check it out? Uh, she's like, that sounds amazing. That's great. He calls me, says, hey, we just heard about this. I was like, oh my gosh, this is Great. I said, and they're based in Madison, Wisconsin. And I said, oh my gosh, you guys are in Madison, Wisconsin, right? He goes, yeah. I said, I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin next week. I said, that'd be great. We could talk about this. He goes, really? When are you going to be in Madison? I said, anytime you've got an open appointment. Ah, That's (laughs) so good. And so literally this next week, I go to Madison. I talk with him about the big dream gathering. I talk about what we're doing, all that stuff. He comes to the event, again, the event that I didn't want to do, but God said, do anyway. He brings about 10 people from the company to all check this thing out. That event then set us up to a three-year agreement uh, where I won't go into specifics, but we generated more than seven figures in corporate sponsorship from that one event that I didn't want to do that God directed me to do led to seven figures in sponsorship dollars over the next three years. Absolutely amazing. And it's one of those things that it also forged great relationships that I'm so grateful for to this yeah. day, right? Yeah. Um, all from something that kind of violated one of our rules <laughs> of price protection and honoring and all those things, right? But yes. but God said, hey, how about we stay out of offense? Yeah. And, and listen to me, I got something good for you. Yeah. Right. So, so good. Yeah. So that's kind well, of- and it, it, it goes to the point of like service always wins, in my mm-hmm. opinion. As much as it yep. might feel like you're breaking a boundary or you're right. twisting your arm or you're giving more of yourself again. Right. And we love to do that, don't we? This idea of, of value has always reciprocated goodness. I've never yep. done something where I've regretted whether it's a transformation, whether it's a revelation, whether yep. it's an own my own personal um, you know, learning lesson. And even if it doesn't feel like it's received well or reciprocated or any of those things, I, I know that the Lord's gonna use it and at the same time want to make sure that I'm not overly giving something right. that I shouldn't be giving. It's, right. Yeah, it's so, good to have good and healthy boundaries. Yeah. But what I love about this, and again, I've done some healthy stalking Brilliant. with you, right? <laughs> And what I love about it is if you go back to your earliest episodes of the podcast. Oh my gosh, yes. Like uh, you're still working on how what it was going to sound like, yeah. all those things. But totally. you brought 1 billion percent heart yeah. from day one, right? And what I love about when I what I always, you know, it's it's so easy to predict success. Yeah. If somebody is giving their 1 billion percent all and there's a chance that maybe one person, their mom or yeah. their dad is listening, right? But they're yeah. like, you were all in from day one, whether there's a hundred or a hundred thousand listening, yeah. like, and you still bring that same heart today, but I love it. Like, that's one of the reasons why you're so successful is you've brought 
amazing, you know, like your absolute best and your best keeps getting better because you're learning new strategies. You're trying new things. You're constantly innovating all of that. Right. But you have brought your very best of that day from day one. Right. And well, I think and for I anybody think, that's listening, that's that's the way to do it. And that's the way we me. represent God in the marketplace yes. too, is to bring our best, right? Completely. To bring excellence. Yeah. And I think you said the word excellence when you talked about your own event and the way that you showed up. And that's something that I was telling people and our team, we talk about this all the time. Like we yeah. might not have everything that other people have. Our events might not have the uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. We always talk about all that matters is we show up in excellence. Yep. And because that is an emulation of our excellent God. And it's not perfection driven because right. we know we're not going to be perfect, but he's going to show up and fill every gap when we show up in our excellence. Yep. And so it was funny that you heard that same year. And I know many, many Christians who heard from the Lord at the end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And at the end of 2019, after my first year, doing only community-based storytelling and podcasting, the Lord was like, you're going to go national. And I was like, I don't wow. even know what that means. Yeah, I right? Didn't, what does that I mean? don't even know how to do that. How am I going to get in touch with strangers? And who am I going to interview? I don't know anybody in other countries other or states wow. or anything. Yeah. And so it was amazing to see what God did with his obedient children connected to COVID. And yep. our business flourished and, and our podcast flourished since then. So I'm just excited for people who are listening to know that this is something new, like recession, revival, whatever our word, whatever situation, whatever worry you're in the midst of, like God's going to show up if you are willing to listen and yeah. then for you to respond. And that's the listening and responding are two different things. Yep. That's exactly right. And it's also one of those, what, what I love about it is, is God is infinitely patient. So yeah. I am so, so grateful literally for his grace yeah, uh, because he is willing to be with us as we're learning to bring excellence, as yeah. we're learning to innovate. Uh, when we get it right, when we don't, like he's right yeah. there with us, guiding us, encouraging us, all of those things, right? Yeah. And part of it is our expectation of that. If we think, "Ooh, he is a grumpy, distant God," right. then we're going to see examples of that, right? Yeah. Like that's Absolutely. that's what our brain is going to look for. But yeah. if if we're in the expectation, which I absolutely believe absolutely believe is truth. If we're in the expectation that he is a good, good father who absolutely loves you, adores you, wants to talk to you about everything, uh, all of those things, then he's going to guide us. Um, but I, what I, what I do love, and, and I don't, I, I, I'm not like a masochist, right? Uh, and I've had to work on this because again, as a lifelong worrier, I, <laughs> I, I am better, right? But I'm not where I want to be yet, right. but I'm getting right. better every day. Yeah. But like I even had a, a deep conversation with somebody last week. Uh, he was deeply concerned about recession. And I said, recession can be a very real thing. But I said, do you also realize there are certain businesses that thrive during times of recession, yep. Yep. right? And what's wild is, is that just because, you know, certain industries might get hit by that doesn't mean that all industries are going to get hit by that, right? Like, yep. it, and it's that yep. whole thing of what are you going to see? Because yeah. right now I am working with a number of organizations. They almost feel bad about talking about how things are going well. Like yeah, right. I, I've got some of my organizations are seeing 40, 40 times increase, 200 wow. time, times increase, 300 times wow. increase. And they kind of feel bad about talking about that because they know a lot of people are afraid. Some people are yeah. not experiencing that, but just know there's a lot of people who are thriving yep. right now yep. 
whether yep. you're hearing about it or not, right? Like, yeah. so that's one thing to think about. But also, I love the Bible because how many countless stories are there where God was, you know, working through tumultuous, crazy times, Completely. right? And sometimes those tumultuous, crazy times help to set up God stories that are incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where it's like, okay, some of those things happened thousands and thousands of years ago, but they're still as relevant as they are today. So to be able to say, okay, God can work through any economic season, right? God can work through any setback to set it, I believe, to set it up for a setup, right? A, a breakthrough, Completely. all of those things. So part of it is just to be able to say, all right, what am I, what am I seeing? And yeah. God, what do you want to talk about today? Well, you did it well. I'm never going to forget the the new analogy of of playing dodgeball and just the <laughs> sound effects. I don't even know if I can do it. Like whoop, <laughs> bonk. Yep, exactly. I actually have one of those big red rubber dodgeballs over in the corner of my. It's funny so they don't really call those anymore because now they use like certain nerfs. Yeah, right. Come on, when we played dodgeball, you would leave a welt, right? It actually hurt. Yeah, exactly. So it's (laughs) it's so important for people to do exactly what you said, which is that that pause, that breath, that curiosity piece, and then the respond versus react, right? Because response comes out of a place of really reflection and ultimately what you shared at the very beginning, which is that consistency in prayer, because we could spend every day offended. We could spend every day worry, but it's literally a command not to do that. And so I'm I'm hopeful that as people were listening to this podcast, not only do their cheeks hurt like mine, because I love when you storytell (laughs) and my cheeks hurt from smiling, but that they also have some new tools that they're armored with to go to war. And um, it's going to it's gonna be a good season ahead for these people, knowing that there's somebody like you encouraging them, because yeah. we definitely have a community of encouragers, and I'm grateful to know you and have you as a aid in that and, and just a partner in crime. It's, oh, it's fun. I'm honored. You are, you are truly a juggernaut of good stuff. So I'm so <laughs> I, 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 it's one of those, I bring a lot of energy, but I'm like, you're, you inspire me. So I love it. I love it. And I love what you're doing. And I so honor what you're doing. And just uh, know that I'm praying and pulling for you because God's working through you in huge, huge ways. Thanks, brother. Thank yeah. you, you too. We're going to see each other sometime together. Yes. We're going to be in person. So y'all keep yeah. your eyes peeled. All right, Mitch. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye, brother. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. 
Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, who the heck is this and why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day.